is scripture. This is Ephesians chapter 3. Yeah, it is. 17, 18, and 19. <clears throat> from my friends Xander and Janine Jones. in love may have power together with all the saints and I pray that you be rooted and established in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long High and deep is the love of Christ to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love. Yeah. <clears throat> That's right. And to know this love. And to know this love. That surpasses knowledge Fit to measure of all the fullness of God And to know this love That surpasses knowledge To the measure of all the fullness of God voice is kind of high for me, just so you know. <clears throat> and long and high and deep is the love of Christ to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the Like, what did I just turn into here? <laughs> so you can listen to Xander and Janine Jones, Truth Songs, if you go over to YouTube and, and look it up. Truth Songs. Like, Truth Songs, like, you know, um, love songs on the coast, on the host, on the coast of the host of the whatever. Anyway, so these guys, they memorize scripture. By using music and I don't know about you how many people you know how many of you do that but recently not too long ago it was a couple of weeks ago actually probably I don't know a couple of months ago maybe like six months ago I don't know it was a while it was it was a few months back I was talking to somebody um, about 
memorizing Psalm 119. And I don't know about you guys, but that's like got 176 verses in it, 22 stanzas, and each stanza has eight verses each in it. So, of course, you can memorize eight verses at a time, you know, and then if you can remember it all for real, then, you know, you'll have the whole thing memorized. And there's Barb out there. Hi, Barb. Um, so I, I just got to, and Jerry, hey, how you doing? All right, awesome. Glad you're here. So here's the thing. So Randall usually does the show by himself on Sunday night, but I thought, you know what? I would like to crash it. Yeah, I would. So here I am crashing his show, even though I'm the one that gave him the topic for tonight. I thought, you know what? I should crash this show because lately I have been challenged, right? Now, if you know me, which you pretty much do if you watch the show, um, one thing you know about me is that I'm slightly competitive. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I've never been one to, uh, to shrink back, like from a challenge, ever. I mean, you challenge me to pretty much anything, I, I will do it, right? I mean, at least I'll attempt to do it, right? And, and if, I, if I can't do it, well, then I'll, I'll have fun trying to do it. Like, when I was probably 10 years old, um, no, it was probably a little bit older than that, maybe, maybe 11, 11 years old, um, my school, my sixth grade class, however old you are in sixth grade, um, had this, this thing. You know how they have the president's fitness test, right? Everybody has to do all this stuff, pull-ups and do all this stuff, and you have to shoot baskets with the basketball and you got to run and all this other stuff. Well, one thing I suck at, completely, totally suck at, is running. I have never been a runner. I still have flashbacks when I was a very little girl, because I was chubby even back then, um, of, of just, you know, being the last person, like, running and, and, and I, I just suck at running, okay? Just completely do. But one thing that I was super good at was free throws. <sighs> Give me a basketball any day, put it in my hands, and I would bounce it, and I would stand behind the free throw line, and I would, <sighs> I would shoot. I would shoot for hours. And because I did that, one of the things I can tell you is that I ended up breaking school records. I was like the top free throw sh- shooter in the whole school and to this day as far as i know i still hold the record of course that could have been broke by now but i don't know something like a dozen free throws in a row i got you know and as a kid that's pretty impressive well that actually got me advanced to the state of california when i lived there it got me advanced to the state of california's uh hoop shoot free throw contest thingy and so my mother drove me up to wherever it was we were supposed to go. I don't remember where. And I was in a competition with other girls, uh, well, other contestants, who could shoot a basket from the free throw line. Um, and I came in second. I came in second in the state of California. I didn't win, I didn't win the whole state, but I came in second for the most free throws in my category. And so why do I share that? Because because I'm still why proud. Why do you share that? Well because, well, because it actually ties into me getting my first car, which my mom, she, you know, my mom was like talking to my next door neighbor when I was in high school. And she's like, hey, 
my daughter needs a car. And, you know, she's really good at basketball free throws. Guy's like, no, she isn't. And my mom's like, yeah, she is. Tell you what, we'll have a contest. If she if she does more free throws than you do, because he had a basketball hoop in his garage, uh, then we'll get you'll give her a lesser cost on the car. And so they're like, yeah, right. Okay, cool. Do it. So guess who won? That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> so I I won a I, I got a cheaper cost on my first car. <laughs> I paid seven hundred dollars for my very first car, which was a Mustang. Um because yours truly shot some baskets. Now, I've had a lot of people ask me, did you ever play basketball? The answer is no. Never play basketball because I don't run. And you got to do a lot of running in basketball. Um, but you know what? If you need me to shoot a free throw, like during timeout or, you know, overtime or wherever, do the three-point shot. This girl's got you. You can do it anytime because I'm super awesome that way. <laughs> and in fact, I actually can double dribble. And on my Facebook page, there is... There is you can you can double dribble. There, that will, I, I can. That's, well, I can. That's a, I can do. I can take two basketballs and bounce them at the same time. Okay. That's what I meant. All right. And the trick is, just so you know, I learned this from one of the girls that taught me this. The trick is, you start low, and you do it, and then you bounce it to where you're doing it. And I'm only five four, so it's not like I'm that tall anyway. And by the way. That was against me with the free throws because, you know, if you're taller, you don't got to throw it as hard uh, and all that. But anyway, what's that have to do with Bible memory? Nothing. It has absolutely nothing to do with it except thanks, that. Thanks for confirming <laughs> that because I was starting to wonder. Well, well, except for that, for the fact that I'm competitive, right? So, so, um, so recently my friend Pam Gillespie, who is a super, uh, super smart very talented, gifted Bible teacher and author. You know, she's doing this Psalm 119 study, and you know, and it was kind of toying with the idea of memorizing Psalm 119. And so I was like, "Hey, I'll do it with you. Come on, girlfriend, we can do this." Now she's already got like I don't know four or five of the stanzas memorized. Me, I'm working on the first one. Okay, and so what I thought we would do tonight is show you a little blooper rule, reel of me trying to memorize Psalm 119 with Randall helping me. And then Randall also decided to take this challenge because here's the thing. The Word of God says a couple of things. I'm going to read you a couple of scriptures because you're like, well, where in the Bible does it say you're supposed to memorize the Bible? Well, it actually says it in lots of places. Check this out. So, Steal my thunder here, but go oh, ahead. Okay. In John 15, verses 7 and 8, it says, <clears throat> If you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And my words remain in you. All right. Also, Colossians 3.16, which is probably what Bareface is going to say. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with psalms and hymns, and with all wisdom, with as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with gratitude in your hearts to God, which is kind of what Xander and Janine were doing. And then one of my favorite verses here, 
Psalm 1, which I'm actually working on memorizing right now, the whole thing. It's only six verses. Uh, Psalm 1, 1 to 3 says, Blessed is man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers, or scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Right? He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, he prospers. And then Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. And then Psalm 119 verse 97 says, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. And it, and, and, it, and I could read more, but I don't know what Bareface has. So I don't want to take all his verses from him. But um, I will also share, share this, and then we'll play the video. Okay. Many years ago, I had a guest. Her name is Janet Pope. And Bareface is going to address her stuff. But I had her on the show because she is a woman who teaches how to memorize you. She teaches how to scripture memorize, how, mem how to memorize books of the Bible. And I had her on the show. And one of the stories I never forgot was something that she shared. She actually shared how she would go into churches. And in particular, she went into this church here in America. It was a Chinese church. And she was teaching these Chinese believers how to memorize the word of God. And the reason why is because many of these people were going to go back to China as missionaries and they couldn't bring Bibles back into China. The irony is that China has the world's largest Bible printing press right there. It's called Amityville Press and um, they have tons of Bibles in China. In, this, in the Three Self Church, which is the state-run church in China, they have Bibles there, right? But the pastors can only teach what the government tells them to, which, you know, of course, isn't what God tells you to do, right? Um, so, all that to say that these believers who'd memorize God's word, they would go in, they'd find the underground church, and they would write out what they had memorized so that they could get the word of God to the believers. Now, you and I, in America, most of us who are watching this, we have access to scriptures on believable. I got them on my iPad. I got them, I got like every version under the sun in hard back cover, you know. Um, and yet how often do we really take seriously the, the mandate to memorize? And I've been convicted, right? I mean, I was convicted about eight months ago when, <clears throat> when Pam contacted me actually, and, and invited me to be a part of a a Bible reading accountability group. And I've talked to you guys about that. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm in God's word, but I don't need this. And <laughs> yeah, I did. I totally did. I had to repent. And part of that repentance for me has been getting back into memorizing the word of God. So um, I am, am going to show you a short video. It's about a 12-minute video of me trying to memorize the first stanza of, of Psalm 119. And Randall's trying to help me. And this is actually meant to encourage you and hopefully make you laugh a little bit as well because I actually think it's kind of funny myself. So here we go. 
memorize the Aleph stanza. And the truth is, is I have it memorized. But for whatever reason, I get stage fright or something when I'm trying to record it. Okay, but I do have it. I actually have it memorized. Um, but what I've decided to do is just show you a little bit more of my process. I have probably 15,000 clips that I've had to delete because I've tried to say this a gazillion times. Of course, that's an exaggeration, but whatever. Anyway, so what you're about to see are two of the last takes. One where my husband kind of prompted me a little bit, and then one where I've decided, well, just to do something slightly different. So you'll see that, so I hope you enjoy this. It's meant to be funny, but it's also meant to encourage you also, hey, try to memorize something. You know, the more I have memorized this, the more I've actually thought about it and this is making me think about what I'm actually saying I'm trying my problem is is that I'm not thinking about what I'm saying all the time so I know I need to slow down and focus on what I'm trying to to memorize <laughs> and I have it but not quite the way I want to have it yet but so all that to say this is my little offering to Jesus for happy Easter okay so I hope that you enjoy it, and there you go. See you soon. All right, I'm super close, people. Yeah, I am. Let's see if I can do what my friend Phyllis said when she sent me this card and says, nailed it. All right. If I think about this too much, I won't be able to do it, so I have to just do it. Okay. This is Psalm 119, the Aleph stanza, verse 1 through 8, in the New American Standard Version, 1995, just so you know. Okay. Mm. Ugh. Okay. Aleph. How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. They also do no unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. You have ordained your precepts that we should keep them diligently. Oh, that my ways may be established when I seek your statutes. I heard a sigh across the table. Is that, is that like, did I get it wrong? Yeah. Ugh. Oh, that my ways may be established when I seek your righteous judgments? No. Mm. Think about verse 4. Okay. Like we said. So. All right, start over. Nailed it one more time. Okay. Aleph, how blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. They also do no unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. Is that right? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, <laughs> Shirley. before. Did I say it wrong? No. Shirley. No, well, that, there's no surely. Surely, oh. there's no surely. Anyway, sure, okay, yeah. <laughs> and it stands up. 
Here we go. One more time. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to do this, people. All right. Okay. Aleph. Oh, green dot. Give me the... Okay. How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. We know this, right? Okay. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. They also do no unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. You have ordained your precepts that we should keep them diligently. Oh, that my ways may be established when I keep <laughs> your righteous judgments. No. When I keep... Okay, what's... Give me the word. To keep your statutes. To keep your statutes. Then... I will give thanks. No. Nope. Then I will keep memorizing this until I can get it. <laughs> All right, I have a better idea. Okay, Bareface, this is what we're going to do, okay? I am going to quote the first three verses, maybe four. You get four. Down. All right. And when we get 50%. to when we get to the fifth verse, yeah. I want you to give me the first word, okay? Right. And then when I get to the sixth verse, if I didn't figure it out, give me the first word, okay? Then we'll go we'll go that way, okay? We're this is what we're gonna do, people, okay? All right, I'm gonna do this, okay? All right, here we go. Aleph, Aleph, the Aleph stanza. Okay, all right. How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. That's verse one. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. That's verse two. They also do no unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. That's verse three. You have ordained your precepts that we should keep them diligently. That's verse 4. Oh. Oh, that my ways may be established. <laughs> when? No. Oh, that my ways <laughs> may be established. Uh, when I seek? No. No. Oh, that my ways may be established to keep your statutes. Yes. All right. Next word. Then. Then. I. <laughs> then I shall not be ashamed when I look upon all your commandments. Is that right? Yes. I. I will give thanks with uprightness of heart when I observe your righteous judgments. Close. When I keep your righteous judgments. Close. When I look upon your righteous judgments. <laughs> when I learn your righteous judgments. There we go. I knew it was something like that. <laughs> okay. 
Next word. I. I. Did I already say I will give thanks with uprightness of heart? Yes, you did. Okay. I keep your statutes. Is that right? Yeah. Do not forsake me utterly? Yes. I, that's it? That's it. Did I do it for real? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. It only took me 500 times, people. <laughs> okay. All right. I know I know this. Okay. So should I count should I make this should this just be my video where it counts or should I like You're going to do it even better. Hmm. With no prompting. All right. Well, I'm going to stop this video then. Okay. I kind of nailed it in the last one, but just so you know, I'm a type A personality, so even though I would have passed me in a wanna, just saying. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? The Aleph stanza in the New American Standard Version, 1995 version, Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. All right, let's see if we can do this. How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. They also do know unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. You have ordained your precepts that we should keep them diligently. Oh, that my ways may be established when I keep your statutes. Then I shall look upon all your commandments when I seek you with all my heart. I don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Then I shall look upon all your commandments. Yeah, I should. Uh, uh, okay, Bareface, where, where am I getting it wrong here? I got it right, right? I got it perfect up until now, right? First first four are verbatim. First five, it goes a little off course, and then, and then you get... All right, how about we do this, people? Okay, I'm going to do... I nailed it again. Aleph stanza, Psalm 119, verses 1 through 4. In the New American Standard Version, 1995. Okay. Aleph. How blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. How blessed are those who observe his testimonies, who seek him with all their heart. They also do know unrighteousness. They walk in his ways. You have ordained your precepts that we should keep them diligently. Spot on. Boom! <laughs> now I just have to get the next four verses down. If I could do that, then I'll have all eight down. And I actually know the last verse. It's just getting the three in there. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's celebrate the small wins, people. This is the first time I've memorized chunk passages. 
Usually most people memorize one measly verse. So this is a big deal. Plus it's in English, which makes this harder. Because in Hebrew, apparently, you know, you can memorize this because of the A everywhere. So, no. There you go. <laughs> I'll be back more. I'm going to have this. I will not be defeated. So there you are, people. <clears throat> so that was that was originally sent to my private God Time Together group in the morning. I, I'm trying to encourage them to memorize God's word. And here's the thing. If you watch that, I actually recited those first four verses verbatim about six times. So if you go back and you watch this video and you watch that, you will hear it over and over and over and again. Over again. Yeah, you will. Um... So there you go. So I am still working on this. I'm working on a number of things. I actually have about 40 verses in Psalm 119 right up here. But can I say it yet? No, I can't. I do know it. So Bareface, do you want to come in now? Now that half the show is over with, you know, and, and talk about your experience with me, but also talk about your experience because you are re, you are memorizing yours in Hebrew. Yeah, um, you're smarty pants. Yeah, now that your twenty minutes are up. Um, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, I'll just play my video. Most of you have probably already seen it, but that way I don't go on, and it's less than three minutes. So you can just watch. yeah. But how many? Wait, 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 wait! Before we see this, how many takes did it take you to do that? Um, be honest. I think, I think maybe four. And then I had every time, but there's these long gaps as I was trying to remember it. And then, and then I finally just said, forget it. It is what it is. And with the long gap at the end. And you should so, make a blooper video so you don't look perfect. Yeah, right. Anyway. Okay. So here's this. All right. Hey, it's Randall K. I'm taking a break from business to reveal a more personal side. Uh, earlier this year, my wife and a friend challenged each other to memorize Psalm 119 at 176 verses. That's a notable challenge. Uh, however, Psalm 119 is a Hebrew acrostic. It has 22 stanzas in Hebrew alphabetical order, and the line of each stanza corresponding to that letter of the Hebrew alphabet, so I thought maybe it'd be easier to memorize in Hebrew. Well, wait, Randall, do you know Hebrew? Lo, uh, I took a nine-week uh, class in modern Hebrew several years ago, and uh, biblical Hebrew has been a sporadic self-study. Uh, even so, I decided to take on the challenge. And so far, I've committed the Aleph stanza memory, and I'm working on the Beth stanza, almost done. Uh, okay, prove it. Ashrei temimei derek, ahalokim v'torat Adonai. Ashrei notzrei lotav, bekolev yidrashuhu. Aflo fa'lu afla, bidrachav laku. Ata sevita, Fichudecha lishmor meod. Achalayu konu darechai lishmor hukecha. Azlo ebosh bahabiti 
el kol mitzvateka. Odecha biyosher ladav, belamodi mishpateh zikecha, etchukecha eshmor, alta azbeni ad meod. A little bumpy at the end there, but I got it. This undertaking has been both mentally and spiritually stimulating, as I learned not only prepositions, possessive noun endings, and other parts blah, of blah, the language, blah, 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 blah. but also the deeper meanings of the words. Notice that uh, the Jewish music. Pictograms, which... <laughs> I know. See, I married Mr. Smarty Pants. He married Mrs. Funny Pants. Just saying. <laughs> hmm, there's some truth to that. Kinda. Yeah. All right. But yeah, because every every verse in a stanza begins with the letter of the Hebrew letter corresponding, you know, in in Hebrew alphabetical order, it does lend some some ease to it. I mean, it's a foreign language to me. Um, I don't speak Hebrew, but it's um. Ish libidish, bareface. Yeah. Ish, ish, libidish. Yeah, depending on where you're from in Deutschland. Yeah, it means you know, I love you in German. Just yeah, say so you now. Whether it's ish or whether it's ich. 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 Anyway. <laughs> yeah, some have the. Some have a. Yeah. I think the. I think towards the south is a little softer than northern. Regions are a little more. Did you see Tom was rooting for me? Tom, you were rooting for me. Yeah, you were. Thank you, brother. Somebody was rooting for me, bareface. Anyway, so so that's kind of our experiences, and I've I've got the bet stanza memorized now. Yeah, he does. I do. And he's forcing me to read Hebrew, so I'm actually reading Hebrew. Am I retaining it clever, or not? Aren't no, I? Yeah. you're not that clever. I know. I'm, do I look stupid to you? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll bring up Bible Hub and read the Hebrew. <laughs> All right, so what I'm going to do now... I can read the Hebrew. I just can't say the Hebrew. What? Yeah. While, by response. while Bareface is going to do this, let me also just say one thing. Look, I know a lot of you are like, I can't do this. I'm too old. You know what? Yeah, you are. You're old. Most of you are older than me. That's a true story. Pam is older than me, like by three years. But here's the thing. Start with one verse. Jesus wept, people. There you go. You got it memorized. Um, no, in all seriousness, start... Start with one verse. Just pick one verse, just one, and work on it, you know? One of my favorites is James chapter 4, verse 8. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. That's pretty simple. It's it's part A. There's actually a little bit longer. <clears throat> There's a little bit more to that. Um, but, um, but, but just shoot for one verse, and Randall now is going to talk a little bit more about this. Um, and I will just say for me, what I did was I took the music from Africa by Toto. Went to YouTube, got the karaoke version. Yes, I did. And, and then I went ahead and I said, um, <clears throat> how blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. And then I 
I know people made fun of me, but you know what? It worked for me because when I eventually got to the bet stanza, which says, how can a young man keep his way, way pure by keeping it according to your word, you know, <clears throat> and going on to that, then I was able to memorize that part without any problem because I had it to music, right? So, uh, but anyway, okay, so Rand Randall is going to tell you some other stuff. Yeah, I am, just when you thought it was safe. Let's see, check one, two. No, I guess it's pretty good level. I just need to turn my headphones up. How do you read Hebrew, Jerry is asking? Uh, from right to left. And it's... Um, yeah, so backwards. Backward. Well... Languages that originated um, east of Jerusalem are written right to left. Languages that originated west of Jerusalem are written left to right so they point toward jerusalem you think wait a minute no 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 the russians you know the cyrillic blah blah blah, blah. And, you know russia that's you know that's all of asia you know that's east of jerusalem um yeah they use the cyrillic alphabet that was developed in bulgaria just so you know so the written language that russian uses was developed west of jerusalem so yeah it holds true um, anyway, so, and, uh, Hebrew, although it has no vowels per se, um, there are vowel markings that are available, uh, uh, nikudot is what they're called, uh, nikod, nikud singular and nikudot plural, that's the feminine ending, uh, anyway, that, and we'll look at that. Well, how about right now? That's unreasonable. Uh, because, go, I've got a short little slide presentation here on the joy of Bible memorization, the value of heavenly treasure. And speaking of heavenly treasure, I say, Lord, since we're about to look into your word, talk about your word, I just pray that uh, you would use it for your glory. Uh, this is your word. We reverence it. And Lord, may we memorize it as well. We ask in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. All right. Next line. As I've been memorizing, working on memorizing, Psalm 119, uh, verse 11 has meant a lot to me. Uh, what we have on the screen here. And I should have made it so... Um, is that your word I have hidden in my heart that I might have sinned against you? Indeed it is. Huh, I have it memorized, people. Nailed it. Yeah. And, um, and like, well, well, what if that doesn't mean anything to you? Well, that's why there are some great resources here. Um, and bear with me as I pull up one of them, one of my favorites, uh, Psalm 109, or Psalm Bible Hub.com. <laughs> We've got Psalm 119 verse 11 up here, uh, in the Hebrew. And I wanted to, um, kind of focus in on this second word, Sapanti or Sifanti. I've learned the 
the uh, Sephardic pr pronunciation. If you ever heard the terms Ashkenazi and Sephardic Jews, basically Ashkenazi are those that settled north of the Mediterranean, you know, in the Great Dispersion after the conquest by the Romans in AD 70 of Jerusalem. And, um, you know, uh, Jews fled to the north as well as the south. Uh, those that survived that uh, tremendous assault. Uh, anyway, so to the north, um, just like regional sort of dialects and different accents develop, Ashkenazi to the north of Mediterranean, Sephardic to the south, and so there are these two different pronunciations of Hebrew, Ashkenazi and Sephardic. So I learned at a Messianic synagogue uh, a Sephardic pronunciation, and that's what I'm used to. So anyway... Um, and I've been listening to this recording of a guy reciting Psalm 119, and he does a Sephardic pronunciation. So, anyway, so Safanti, Safanti, depending whether you're um, Ashkenazi or Sephardic, uh, we can click on Strong's number here, 6845, and we'll see Safan is the is the verb, it's the root verb. The Safanti makes it something I will do. It's possessive. We won't talk about verb endings and stuff like that because I really am not up on them. But the root verb, Safan, spelled Sade Pe Nun, means to hide up, to treasure up. You can see the different ways uh, translated in different places in the Bible. Talking Exodus where Moses, when it's a baby, that his mother hid him, she hid him. Uh, for three months, uh, which can hide no longer. Um, Joshua talking about the the spies that were Rahab had hid them. Uh, Job says, "You conceal these things in your heart, etc." You can look at the different ways. Great resource, but another fun resource uh, in Hebrew. The letters are pictograms; they're not just phonetic but they're pictures of things and so uh, this chart is available on ancient-hebrew.org and there's a purpose to this this is just isn't just isn't about this isn't a Hebrew lesson this really is about Bible memorization trust me so Safan that verb is spelled Sade and we can come down here um, and I don't let me turn my pointer on show cursor bad terminology the pointer not a cursor okay hopefully you can see that on your tiny little screens if you're on your phone i'm very sorry uh but the pointer down there down here on this line uh sade this letter uh it's a picture of a trail originally and you can see the early hebrew middle and late and then what we got now is the the square script which is which came out of babylon it's a whole nother story uh, out of the coming from the exile because the Samaritans had corrupted the the Hebrew scriptures and so anyway those returning from Babylon adopted the square script from from Babylon anyway or that area it's not really from Babylon they were in Babylon you know it's the Aramaic um, alphabet basically to spell Hebrew anyway but 
but you can kind of see even the Aramaic, it's, you know, you think about a trail, so it's the word safan, the verb, is, is, is a picture of a trail, and then pay, which is the picture of a mouth, it's a mouth, pay, uh, so it means open or blow, scatter, edge, and then the final letter, nun, which is a picture of a seed, and the early Hebrew can even look like a little sperm or... Uh, anyway, or like a germinating seed. There we go. Uh, seed. So, so if you think about a trail, and can you make that bigger? Uh, I can't really. That's okay. Anyway, you can't really see it that big. You can't. But ancient-hebrew.org, you'll find the chart there. Okay. Anyway, so think about a, if you would, a, a trail and open and seed. What comes to mind? Well, probably something like you're planting, right? You like something to grow. You're putting a seed into the ground that it might grow into a plant. Or you're burying treasure, something like that. Uh, so the idea is this burying something, but a value. Is, you know, you're sowing something small, it's going to become something bigger. Or, you know, it's a treasure, something of value, like uh, Moses' mother uh, Jochebed hiding him for three months, etc. Um, so the the psalmist says, um, "In my heart, Belibi uh, Sefanti, I have treasured up, I have hidden, I've you know, I've like valuable treasure, I've put your word." Why, Lama'an, so that, lo, not, it's a negation, echeta, uh, echet is sin, echeta means to sin, lach against you. So in my heart, I've treasured up, you know, I've valued, I've hidden your word like treasure or like a, a seed that's going to grow into a tree. This is something of value that I've, I've not just hidden my heart, I, I've stored it up there, I've treasured it up there. Uh, your word, so that I might not sin against you. And that's, and from there, I just want to talk about, you know, why memorize? And that's one thing there. I've hidden your word in my heart so that it might not sin against you. Well, how does that work? Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, 16, verse 17, says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So if you want some of this, you know, profitable for doctrine, the, how, you know, what, really what's orthodox Christianity, you know, what is God really about for reproof that will be able to set those things that are wrong and for correction you, know, you can reprove others not because i say so because the bible this is what the bible says for correction when you're going off track yourself for instruction and in righteousness how to live a way that's pleasing to god the man of god may be complete not partial but complete thoroughly equipped for every good work so that's a value of scripture it makes good sense to me to treasure that up in your heart um, so that it's readily available. You don't have to go get it off the shelf.
or out of your car or whatever, the more you can commit to memory, the more thoroughly equipped you'll be. Uh, with It's good to carry a Bible around, but if you don't have it with you, if it's if you treasure it up in your heart, if you've memorized it, uh, you're that much more thoroughly equipped for every good work. All right, next slide. Where's my virtual? Come on. Come on, slide. Um, I'm feeling your pain. Fine, I'll just use the on-screen one. <laughs> All right. Paul also writing to Timothy in the first epistle to Timothy says, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. And he's telling about to, to basically uh, to practice godliness. Why? For bodily exercise profits a little, and it's cool, it's, it's good to exercise and keep your body going, but it's just good for the duration of this life. I don't expect to be any more than that. But godliness, in which we just read that the that the scripture is good for producing, is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is, how we should now walk, and is of value for the life that's to come. Um, I think of Yeshua, Jesus, talking about you know not storing up treasure for yourself on earth, where rust and moth corrupt, and, or when we and where thieves break in and steal, but, you know, put your treasure in heaven. Um, and so it, there are very few things we can take with us, you know. You can't take it with you. Paul says, naked I came to this world, naked I will go, as far as material things are gone. But your soul is immaterial and eternal and will go, hopefully, to heaven if you've placed your faith in Messiah jesus but also the word of god is eternal and it's and you can take that with you it's good for this life and the life to come jesus said heaven and earth will pass away but my words will never pass away so something of eternal value again a reason for treasuring it in your heart all right next slide the power of scripture we read in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, that the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the, to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner, a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. Now, the two-edged sword, it's, it's kind of misused in, in modern English. We talk about, you know, something like two sides of the coin. Well, it's a two-edged sword. It, you know, there's this side and there's that side. It's the good, the bad, and it cuts both ways. And the, pff, a two-edged sword, that's not about cutting both ways. I mean, a one-edged sword cuts just as fine <laughs> as a two-edged sword. The thing is, when you sharpen a sword on both sides of it, on both edges it ends up coming to a point and and that's what when we're talking about sharp it's not like sharp like a knife sharp like a sword it's sharp like a a pin you know very sharp and in fact the language well it's clear in the greek but even in the the english language uh sharper than a two-edged two sword piercing it's piercing it's not about kind of about piercing 
and so fine piercing that to the division of soul and spirit, what soul and spirit? We have a hard time defining that, but the Word of God can make that differentiation and discern the thoughts and intents of the heart. Boy, if you question your motives or anybody else's motives, especially your own, the Word of God is living and powerful and is able to expose that, to pinpoint that. The Holy Spirit will put his finger on that thing and be able to show you through the Word of God what the thoughts and intents of your heart are. James talks about looking into the perfect law of liberty uh, that will show us, you know, it's like a mirror, it'll show us how we are. And he says, be a doer of the Word, not just a hearer, like the man who looks at his face and walks away and forgets what so matter of man he was. You know, but looking into the Word of God shows us how we are. It will reveal the thoughts and intents of our hearts. And if we treasure it up in our hearts, then it helps us, prevents us from sinning against God. Your Word, you know, in my heart, I've treasured up your Word that I might not sin against you because it's profitable for all those things and discerns my thoughts and intents, etc. All right. Um... Let's uh, just get to some resources here since we're <laughs> kind of running out of time. Um, let's see. Um, and then I have a couple of questions for you. All right. Janet Pope, uh, Stace mentioned her at the beginning. Uh, here's her website. Uh, it's, it's a really simple website. But if you go to the books page, there's this book called His Word in My Heart. Uh, which is instruction for help with memorizing the Bible. Also, you can get it there on our site. It's also available on Kindle, etc. But um, but there, JanetPope.org, just like it's spelled, Janet, J-A-N-E-T-P-O-P-E, dot org, forward slash books. And you'll find that book, His Word in My Heart. BibleMemory.com. Go to BibleMemory.com. If you use the promo code BibleNews, you can save 20%. So instead of costing you $10 for this great app, it only costs you $8. Well, $9.99 versus $7.99. You can save yourself $2. Um, or you can go, for those who are watching, BibleMemory.com forward slash promo forward slash BibleNews. Or if you just go to BibleMemory.com when you go to make your purchase, use BibleNews as the promo code. Yeah, so did you say the cost? Yes. Okay. All right. And another important thing, accountability. Find an accountability partner, just like you saw that video of Stace. I was helping her out. Um, someone to check you, you know, just like flashcards or whatever. Memorizing scripture, have someone test you and, um, uh, you know, if they memorize with you, even the better. Um, or if they're an unbeliever and say, hey, help, would you help me? I'm trying to do this. And they get to read scripture along with you. Well, the, um, and the, the faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But yeah, find an accountability partner that is going to, uh, you know, read along, help you to, to memorize. And two other things real quick. Um, you think, wow, memorizing, that's so hard. This is a, that's such a, you know, a big task to take on. How many of you drive somewhere? Those of you who drive, maybe you the first time you started working at your place of employment, 
uh, you were driving. You probably, you know, had a GPS or something to get there. And and then you thought to yourself, man, I, I gosh, I can't keep using the GPS every time I drive to work. I can't get out a map. I got to stop writing myself directions. I need to commit this. I need to commit this way to memory. I'm going to the grocery store. I'm, if I'm going to go to the grocery store again, I gotta, I gotta remember this. Man, it's so. Mm. Got to remember how to get to the store. No, you didn't do that. It just you did it a few times and you memorized how to do that. No matter how many right turns, left turns, whatever, you memorized how to do that because it was repeated. So it's not a big thing, a chore you have to take on. My biggest technique is just repetition. I I met a brother, a fellow Gideon uh, from Tanzania, and he said he reads through the Bible every ninety days, the entire Bible. And you're thinking, well, you know, gosh, you know, what do you get out of that if you read through it that fast? But I'll tell you what, if you read it every 90 days, it's going to become familiar. Uh, when uh, Natasha in our daily disciples group was reading Hebrews chapter 12 today, I've never set out to memorize that. But as she's reading it, she'd start a verse and say a word, and I knew the rest of the verse coming. And that's because we just read it so many times. It's familiar. So it's just, it's just... Uh, repeating it and you know that that same way you drive to work or to the grocery store wherever you go all the time dollars to donuts you're not studying every tree and every building and every traffic light whatever but I bet you if you're driving down one day and one of those buildings was gone or been burnt down or a tree fell over or they took out a tra traffic light or something you would notice it just because you're familiar with it you've seen it so many times when something's out of place Wait a second. <laughs> and right. same with the Word of God. You, you see it so many times. You read it over and over again. It becomes familiar to you. It's not like you set out to... <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's repetition. That's how I've been memorizing Psalm 119. Well, and that's the cool thing about the Bible memory app. Is in the, in the Bible memory app, it starts you out, you put in your verse, and then it takes words it takes every other word out and then you type it in and then you can flip it too you can do the alternate words and then the goal is to just put it in it's it's um i like the way pam gillespie actually described this as far as the um you know memorizing it's meditating right if you worry about something this is what pam said you you're meditating on wrong things right now i don't know about you but i worry i wish i didn't i have noticed however that i worry less because i'm meditating on god's word uh both day and night and and what i like about the scripture memory the bible memory app is that when you're in there it, it prompts you to review the verses that you put in and i know one way that i'm i'm kind of being held accountable it's kind of in an invisible way is in the group that I'm in, there's people in there, and it actually tells you how many verses that are current. So I can look here right now, and I can see Marianne has 24 group verses current. I have 17. Pam has 16. Um, but I also happen to know that those two have more verses that they've been memorizing, and I'm up to 40 verses that I have been working on. And so I have to review my verses. I have, and down at the bottom, it says review, and I have to go in there, and I have to review them when i review them that number is going to go up so if anybody's looking at that list they can go oh okay stacy's been working on it she's she's reviewing it 
and it's, it's not a competition, right? Um, I was kind of making it a competition with with Pam, and and I had to, I had to repent because the Lord showed me, you know what? You're not her. <laughs> You're you. You need to, you need to focus on your relationship with me. And I started to relax. So I was like, okay, this is in a competition and I'm just going to go ahead and, and I'm going to focus on what I'm saying. And what I found was, and this is the last thing, and I want to ask Randall, because I know we're trying to keep close to an hour, but I want to go, I want to ask Randall a couple questions and share my experience here. I don't recall. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but but here, here's the thing. Um, the benefit to me has been okay so i'm so i have the aleph stanza memorized right i can't recite it perfect yet but i do have it memorized and you know as as i've um been thinking about it you know like this morning i got up and i was taking a shower and i started just saying that in my head you know as i'm in the shower i'm just you know how blessed it is you know and going on and and then i started thinking about it and i'm thinking yeah yeah you know I'm blessed, you know, because I'm trying to walk in the ways of the Lord. And, you know, anyway, and so as you're thinking about what God's word says, that actually begins to change you. And whatsoever things are true. Right. Whatsoever things are honest. So my question to Bareface is, how has you picking up... Uh, memorizing Psalm 119, just as an example, how has that changed how you act and think? Um, I'm thinking more about, um, just thinking more about God and his word, especially, especially getting to the Hebrew and just how many layers that there are, you know, with each letter has a meaning and stuff like that. It's just, um, and then I'm learning that in the 22 stanzas, the name of God is used 22 times in the word commandments or meets um, uh, um or a form thereof is 22 times and things like that. It's like, like there's this divine fingerprints all over it. And so, you know, I was, I was, um, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, anyway, in the bait stands, I've, I'm trying to tell what verse I remember them just octets, I guess. So, mm-hmm. um, seventh verse in, so eight plus seven, verse fifteen. Um, uh, you know, talks about uh, basically in in your in your precepts. I have on your pre upon your precepts. I've meditated. And uh, and I've looked into your commandments and roughly in English, but the idea is just this: the the meditate is is like taking a pee, part piece, kind of like not deconstructing to take the meaning out, but it's like you know, like you're working on a puzzle kind of thing. That's the idea of the meditate. That right. And and so how the how my ways change. You know, thinking about, and I was talking to Darren about this and God time together. You know, the, the Orthodox Jew will wear the, you know, um, fuck, nine. Anyway. Palettes? No, but 
little leather box, you know, uh, like on their forehead because, you know, God's word says, you know, let commandments be as frontlets between your eyes and, and, you know, bind them upon your hand and they'll have it find it. I'm thinking, well, that's cool, you know, the symbolic of that, but you can't see it. <laughs> the scraps of scripture, if they're in a little other box, the idea is to actually look upon them. And so, like the other day, I was writing out the Alistanza on the mirror, and uh, and I just think about, you know, what I need to, I need to put God's word just around the house, mm-hmm. you know, frame it, put it on the walls, on the doorposts, and stuff like that. That the word talks about <clears throat> because um, because there are so many other things. I'm I'm sorry. No, um, go ahead. I'm, I'm we're I'm, good. All right. Right now, and I'm I'm in this uh, I'm taking this course and building a multi million dollar business, which doesn't really interest me. Building multi, you know, making whatever. Yeah, our checkbook shows that. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, I'm not about getting rich. You know, many of these, you know, the the love of many is the root of all sorts of evil, and many desiring to become rich have right. pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Anyway. That's a scripture, by the way, people. Yeah. yeah. Okay, just in case you didn't know that. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm, I know better than to pursue money. But, you know, one of the things it talks about is talking about marketing, persuasion, marketing. But one of the, I could have just said this, but this is the way my mind works. One thing that's overemphasized in this course is that we are bombarded with marketing messages, like pretty much 24 7. Um, yeah, we in, are. You know, in, in you know, western civilization whether we're on you know facebook or on the web or listen to radio whatever just so there are all these things competing for our attention for meditation our mind space and our eye space and our ear space and on a temporal things that are so how much more do we need to counteract that with putting the word of god before our eyes like the Tanzanian brother reading the reading through the Bible every ninety days, and which I'm discovering that hard. I was looking on the calendar it's books I've hard. read. This you <laughs> this can like read the, the Bible in six months if you read it like fifteen minutes a day. Yeah, just fifteen minutes a day. And I've been yeah. reading you know, I, morning and evening, and it, so it's April 11th. I have about thirty four books of the Bible read already this year. So yeah. I got about half the Bible read already this year. You know. So it's just a daily practice of doing it. 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. It's not yeah. not hard. So here's the thing. This show, I'm sure, was super boring to a lot of people, right? The joy of Bible memorization. Snoozeville, snooze, <laughs> you know, hey, we're going to talk about no, that. It's, no, no, but here's even. the thing. It's, well, it's... But here's the thing. See... This this is a show having to do with your spiritual growth and, and becoming spiritual. personal growth as well. Yeah, and but but to grow spiritually, godliness has profit for this life and the life to come. Right. So this morning I listened to a message from my church away from home up in the uh, in Chicago. Um, Pastor Gary Ritchie did this message. You're from Chicago. Well, it's the church away from home. Okay, so I went to our church, but I also went to online church. So Pastor Gary Ritchie did, gave this sermon on. Um, on uh, Solomon, and um, was basically talking about uh, 
you know, how we build, what was it? He said sandcastles, right? We pursue all these things. We have, um, you know, we pursue money. We pursue, we pursue you know, all the shiny objects, uh, all the things and everything. And at the end of the message, uh, which, by the way, is very good. Um, I'd encourage you to watch it if you can find it. Um, but here's the thing. At the end of the message, he basically said, you know, how many of you are probably going to basically have to repent of, of all that and instead focus on eternal things? Because let's face it, right? Our culture, the world we live in, is all about what you can get here and now. I'm in the business world, right? Uh, I am a business person on a, on a mission to make money <laughs> from, you know, and to make sales. And I can tell you in the, the business development that I've done, they talk about personal development a lot and everything, but the end goal is always to get money. Always get the sale, get the sale, get the sale, get the sale. You need to prospect this many people and you need to follow up in this and you need to do that and blah, 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 blah. And if you do, then you'll get the sale and then you'll get money, right? And it's true. If you do the work, um, especially as a salesperson, you have to be confident. You have to know how to speak clearly. You need to know how to connect with people. Uh, and you know, it just so happens that I'm naturally gifted in that. Um, and it's true. I am, I'm a, I'm, I have a charismatic personality. Um, I can make people do things that a lot of other people can't. I can get away with stuff people can't. That's God's gift. I mean, that's, that's God's gift, right? But here's the thing. What I'm building there isn't eternal. It's not, there is no eternal value to it. And, you know, maybe it's because I'm older, because I'm over 50, you know, but I believe I have less time here on this earth than I've already lived at this point. And maybe you guys do too. I mean, none of us know when our expiration date is, and we don't know when the rapture might take us out of here either. And so the word that we have treasured in our hearts so that we don't sin against God, that for me is a ever-growing desire because at some point when we're in eternity with Jesus, you know, we're going to be come face to face with Jesus. And we're going to be looking at the author of the book that we, we say we love, the Bible, right? And I, I remember Kay Arthur, who I think probably has the whole Bible memorized, I think. Uh, Kay Arthur's founder, co-founder of Precept Ministries. And I mean, you talk about a woman who has God's word hidden all over, you know, in her mind and her heart. She's 87 years old. And um, I remember her saying once, actually, she said it more than once, but she's, she has said, you know, if, you know, when she gets to heaven, she wants, you know, if the Lord quizzes her on the Bible, <laughs> she wants to be able to know the answer, you know, like, all right, so what's Isaiah 53? What's that about? You know, what's First John 2 about? What's uh, Psalm 119 about? What's Genesis 5 about? You know, um, you know, and, and not that God would do that to us, but the point is, is that if we're followers and disciples of Jesus, then we need to be investing more time with him because our ultimate goal is to spend all eternity with him. Um, and I don't know about you, but I don't want to get up into heaven and go, wow, I really regret not focusing more on you while I'm down here, you know. Um, 
because as Gary was talking about this morning, there's nothing new under the sun. It's all going to pass away. Um, but what we do eternally will remain. And, you know, that's why Randall and I do this show. That's why I do this show. I don't do this show for any other reason except to share the gospel with people who tune in and to build the church up where maybe sometimes people are discouraged or they might feel embarrassed about something, you know. Um, I know what it's like to not know the gospel. I know what it's like to have been raised in a home that didn't pursue God and love God. Um, I know what it's like to not know what Easter is about or what Christmas was really about. I, I know what that's like. And there are a lot of people in the world today that still don't know what those holidays are. And I think it's our duty, it's our job as disciples to share the good news, to share the message. And one of the best ways we can do that is by knowing it ourselves so that we can continue to grow in our faith, you know, and share people. I was, I was having a one-on-one -on -one meeting with a friend of mine um, in, a, in, in a, networking, a Christian networking group a couple of days ago. And my friend, who, who I love, he's a, he's a good guy, you know, he asked me what was going on and, you know, how business is. And, and I told him about what I'm doing with, with the, with the, um, the Bible reading accountability groups and some other stuff. And, and he called me a Bible nerd. And I chuckled internally when he said that, because I was like, okay. And then I quoted him part of, part of the, the Psalm 119. I said, yeah, and I've been, I've been trying to memorize Psalm 119. I said, you want, you want to hear it? And he's like, okay. And so I, <laughs> So I rattled off the first four verses and, um, and, and he, he smiled and, and I could tell, I'm pretty sure he was a little uncomfortable because maybe the Lord was convicting him, but, but, you know, he called me a Bible nerd and I thought, you know, maybe in the past that would have been an insult. Actually, it would have never been an insult to me, but to some people they might call that an insult. But to me, it was a compliment because it, it shows you where your priority is. And so I hope that this show tonight has encouraged you to kind of dip your toe into the shallow end of the pool of trying to memorize some scripture. There's, and, but here's the other thing I want to say, and this is just a cautionary thing. Don't just memorize one verse. Memorize at least three in context because taking a verse out of context, you can misapply it and you can make it mean whatever. And, and this is, I think this is the thing that's, that's even more important as I, I see this is memorizing the word in its context. It recently, I read the whole book of Hebrews at one sitting. Prior to reading that book, I did like it. I had a, I had a, a love-hate relationship with the book of Hebrews because I knew Hebrews 11 was the faith chapter. And, and there are some verses here, you know, out of context that, you know, I always hear but I struggled with it because I was like, I don't, you know, I don't really get this book, uh, you know. And then, um, and then I was challenged by somebody, why don't read the whole book at one sitting? And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that. I'm going to take an hour of my day and I'm going to just sit there and read it. And you know what happened? I was blown away. I actually read that book and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. This is like the coolest book ever. Because I began to see it 
in its full context, I begin to see it like, okay, this was a letter written. You know, I, I, if Randall wrote me a 10-page letter, I wouldn't take two or three sentences out of it and just read that part. I would read the whole thing, and I would read it over and over. Uh, however long it took me, I would read the whole thing at one time, so I got the whole context of it. Um, and so there are just certain things like that that I think our Christian culture as a whole has said, you know what, just do this. Let's do your verse of the day on the YouVersion app. Uh, let's read Jesus Calling, which I highly would not recommend, by the way. But people would say, oh, yeah, let's just do that. Let's tune into this Christian, you know, teacher on TBN or whatever. And, and I've done my Bible, and I've done this, and I've done that. And that has been a very subtle way that that believers have been drawn away from being in the in the Word of God for themselves. And so... Um, I hope this show tonight has encouraged you to consider, you know, taking some verses in context and memorizing them. Look, there's no timetable for it. There's no deadline for it. Nobody's going to grade you. Nobody's going to go, oh my gosh, you, you haven't memorized these three verses in, in the last week or whatever. Nobody's going to do that, but it will change your life. Reading the Bible daily and accountability will change your life. Memorizing scripture will will change your life and it will heal you in places where you're probably not even aware that you need healing. It will change how you act. It will change how you think. And believe it or not, it will also give you greater influence in the body of Christ because people will be drawn to that and they'll want to know more. And then you will become a disciple maker because people will go, I want what that person has. How did they get it? You know, it didn't happen overnight. It took work. You know, nothing nothing worth having ever comes easy, right? I mean, I've shared, it took me 13 years to earn my master's degree. I don't share that because I'm like a bragging, you know, like I'm bragging, oh, I got a master's degree. No, I'm sharing it because it, it took 13 years <laughs> For me to earn that degree. I did it one little step at a time, but I eventually did it and I earned the degree. And not that that degree is worth a whole lot, to be honest with you, but but from a educational, you know, perspective, I, you know, it, it, it says something about who I am as a person. Same thing spiritually, one little step at a time. And eventually, you will have scripture memorized. You'll begin to understand the Bible more as a whole. Um, people will, you know, come into your life that you can influence in a godly way. And you'll, the most important thing is, is you'll fall more in love with the Lord and you'll draw nearer to him, which is exactly what he wants. So, uh, so I hope tonight's show has helped you. And um, as always, I just want to say thanks for tuning in. If this show has helped you in any way and you want to help us out with a donation to Heart Tug International, feel free to go over to our website, biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. And there is a donate button over there. You can give to your little heart's content. And um, we just want to say thank you because the goal of Bible News Radio is to reach the hearts of people one verse at a time. And I hope that you see that and I hope that you know that is what Randall and I are called to do. So thanks for tuning in. As I always say, be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you.